Welcome to the TTPOA podcast, a podcast for SWAT officers, military, and all first responders. We'll be talking training, tactics, and leadership with the best subject matter experts around. Here are your hosts, Derek and Brandon. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the TTPOA podcast, man. Season two, episode three. Shit, man. Can you believe we second season? Fuck yeah, because we just started second season yesterday. And yeah, gonna, and we're just going to hammer out like fuck. 10 podcasts in a then row here. Then we can here, just coast and relax. And then we can coast the rest of the year. That's, yeah, and that, then, that's the way to do then it. Then we'll be like, oh shit, we need some podcasts coming up. So if you guys don't know, we picked up an official sponsor, uh, yeah. Triarch Systems, man. Uh, hit them up at triarchsystems.com. Remember, Triarch provides pr- tailored solutions for professional end users to keep pushing forward. Um, well, we hope Triarch is still around. Uh, yeah. As far as sponsoring us, they might have pulled us already. Oh, they're so. good, man. If, if you guys are looking for rifles or uh, Tri-11s or any type of pistol, man, hit, tri- hit Chris Reeves up and the boys over at Triarch. Yep, for sure. All right, so today, speaking of Triarch and guns and yeah. rifles and pistols, man, we are sitting down with Ben Stagger, right? <laughs> no, he's still fucking Stagger. He's Ben Stagger. Stagger, <laughs> see? See, I told you I was going to fuck it up, and you Stag- came in. Stagger out of a bar Stagger. <laughs> no, he's Stagger. Rhyme, rhyme it with Kegger. Ben Stagger. 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 Yes. See? Stagger. Okay. Kegger is see? instead of... I knew I was going to screw yep. it up. See? Uh-huh. So, you, uh-huh. what, so what happened was yeah. Ben came into our little little podcast studio here, and he saw everything set up, and he's like, oh, my God, this is, like, really professional. I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> you have no idea how unprofessional we are. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so, so speaking of screwing people's names up, you gave me a hard time of messing someone's name up. No. And you know what? Today, I, inter- I introduced Dr. Heather Twadell and said it right. So I've never given you a hard time about it. So anything. next time you see Ben, you introduce him. Ben Steger. Uh, oh, there you go. Good job. Good job, man. So Steger. 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 So Steger. I've always heard Stoger. <laughs> yeah. Right? So that's in my head. And I do apologize. I mean, no, it looks like that if you read it. You know, yeah. being well, an English speaker, so I totally understand that. I'm just a big dumb animal, <laughs> yeah. so I apologize for anything that happens uh, on this podcast. Okay. Yeah. But hey, no, awesome. Uh, I do appreciate you coming by and spending yeah. some time with Absolutely. us today. Yeah. Um, is this your first experience with uh, TTPOA? It is. it is. Yeah. What do you think yeah. so far? I mean, it's only been well, short, but we went to Range Day yesterday, which was very nice and very well organized, and we're hanging out at the Kalahari. Hell yeah! And we're you, you um, can't. We're drinking yeah. whiskey. We are drinking whiskey. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you what time of the day it is because uh, so, it's like TCPOA is pretty cool so far. Yeah. So far. Not yeah. Lie. Just so you know, it's uh, it, it may be mid morning. Yeah. It may be mid afternoon. Yeah. We're not going to tell you what time it is because we don't want you guys to judge us. No, right? no. Oh, it's funny when I got him in the, uh, in the um, showroom today. I was like, hey, we have drinks and this. He kind of looked at me like, ah, okay, well. And now he's up here and like, what he's got in his hand. So he's probably like, okay, are these guys testing? Yeah. <laughs> like, if it's yeah. a test, I feel like I passed it. I mean, yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. You, you did. can't be yeah. drunk all day if you, <laughs> if you don't start early, yeah. right? That's right. That's right. That's yeah, right. No. Absolutely. So, uh, no, glad to have you here, man. Uh, once again, Region 7, reaching out to guys, bringing them in here uh, for the first time. So, man, I'm excited uh, to have you at the conference, man. I'm excited to have you. Um, teach for us at region seven i want to get you introduced to the other region directors and get you out uh and stuff because man i think you know what you're doing uh when it comes, uh, to, comes to shooting i try to so hey real fast the range day what did you do yesterday at the range uh so they had a a, a charity match that looked like uh kind of like what i do like a like a practical shooting match mm-hmm. yeah. some wall sections some movement and uh, I showed up there, and I, I mean, I, I gave a little talk about what we're going to do in training, uh, and then 
demonstrated shooting that that uh, charity stage. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, and then the guys went out and shot it, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So how they do? Some of them were some of them were pretty good. I mean, I'll be I'll be honest. There's a few guys that watching them shoot, you could be like, oh, okay, this guy really practices. Really, like, this guy's serious. Yeah. Awesome. So that that's good. good. It was, that's that's what we like to see mm-hmm. from professional shooters when they see our law enforcement guys Absolutely. or SWAT guys do that. I think you had like an eight something or yeah, something. I had a pretty pretty good. And he just came in off the streets and did it. <laughs> oh, so so your your time was eight something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, so I ran it yesterday before you guys even got there, and I did like a, I did like a like a five something. <laughs> yeah, I was just like whatever. I'm that was gonna, one target. I'm just going to do it. No. But you know, I actually had the official, unofficial fastest time. Did you said that like three times? But I I've still don't believe you. I did. I still don't believe you. I, I got a ten four. Okay, well, uh, so here's the deal: if it wasn't videoed, it right? is. It's on video. I, I, mean, I haven't seen it. Sal, I haven't seen it. He did. All he right. Did. Well, enough of your shit. It's on my deal. All right, Ben. <laughs> Tell us about yourself. Uh, well, I'm, been. I'm almost 40 years old. So I'm getting, Damn, you're I'm, so young. No, I'm getting up there as far as uh, I'm not a young man anymore <laughs> during middle age. But I've spent most of my time in my life working on shooting. So uh, as soon as I was old enough to get a gun, I got one because my, oh. my parents didn't like guns. But I, you know, I really? got one. They, no, my parents don't like guns at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as I moved out and was old enough, I got a gun. And I was like, oh, okay, this is really cool. And I just wanted to start practicing with it and get really good with it. It just, it just fascinated me. Just the whole idea of like, you know, being really good with it. Like, Oh, how fast can I shoot it? Or like, Ooh, how accurately can I do this stuff? And then I saw competitive shooting online. Mm-hmm. Now I, I saw that and I was like, Whoa, that looks like that's for me because, yeah. you know, moving around, drawing out of the holster shooting. It. I mean, it looked like a video game yeah, really, but if like in you know real life with yeah. real guns and I was like, Oh, that, that looks awesome. Like I really want to get into that. So I, uh, I did, I started, uh, started practicing for it, really trying to understand it, kind of like breaking it all apart. Uh, started doing, started doing training. Um, at, I got, I got pretty good, pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, I was working at it very diligently. And how old were you at this time? Uh, when I started, when I shot my first match, I was 21. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I was still in school. Like I, I was like, yeah, I really want to do this. Yeah. Yeah, so I started practicing, and then I started uh, sort of blogging. I, okay. Maybe that's not the right word. It, I mean, I started a website a couple years after I started doing competitive shooting, and I was posting a lot on forums and kind of hashing it out with other guys, and that turned into people saying, hey, come teach this. So I did. So I started teaching a little bit, and then I got better, and I became mm-hmm. uh, you know national champion in the U.S., and uh, the you know, teaching opportunities uh, exploded for me, so I started really getting into it. I mean, writing books, training. I mean, I spent many years yeah. sort of refining this. Uh, For that. So coming from a family or, you know, that, like your parents really didn't like guns or weren't into guns or anything like that. It's like they hate guns. Really? <laughs> so like, wow. So, so what they think now about their son making a, uh, making a living, like a really good living, being one of the best shooters in the world, you know, surviving yeah, off of this. It's kind of weird. They talk about it all the time now, but, uh, but, but when it was happening, they, they really did, kind of didn't like it. And there was this phase where I'm spending all this time, effort, money, yeah, whatever. Like my whole life is centered around yeah. going to matches and shooting. Like what, whatever I was doing for work was, a, you know, that's just to have that's to the pay for you to go shoot and that's, have fun. That's the way my life was yeah. for a long yeah. time. Uh, so my parents saw that and they're like, oh, I don't know. I mean, that's a little bit, they thought maybe that was a little bit hardcore. Um, I'm sure mom and dad like, uh, he needs, Ben needs to be a doctor, a lawyer. I mean, something, right? Yeah, and he, uh, and he I'm, chose. I'm a, big, I'm a big disappointment. So you're like, well, so am I? I'm a cop. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be yeah. a cop when I. 
Well, yeah. And then I'm going to be a like, shooter. Like for me, like p- the policing uh, profession attracted me. I look at that. I'm like, well, I have to pick a job. Like I have to do yeah. a job. I'm like, so where can I carry a gun and shoot, you know, and, and do stuff? Well, and, even that, it was like, well, that seems like a very nice job. Like this was back when, I mean, 20 years ago when policing was considered an honorable profession <laughs> yeah, and all that. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I mean, that seems like, you know, you, I was, you know, like, hey, you actually could do some good yeah. and help people. And, you know, you know how it is. Like mm-hmm. most of your time, you're a social worker with a gun. Yeah, uh, is, 100% of the time. Which fine. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's good. I mean, but, you know, you're out there getting in, you know, sort of getting involved in, in problems. Right. And, and that seemed interesting to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, like my, my life went the direction of uh, shooting and uh, training. And now, so, you, you, you spent a little bit of time in law enforcement, I did. Enforcement, right? So I, I, uh, I went through academy. This was, it was actually kind of funny. So I, I went through the academy training after I'd already be, been a very proficient shooter. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, bet I bet those guys hate it. Oh. I played it perfectly. I didn't say nothing. I said nothing, no back talk, no nothing. It was like, they're like, hey, do the, like, draw your pistol. I'm like, all right, cool. Draw my pistol out of the holster. And they're like, huh. You look like you've had previous training. No, like, no. And then, well, You're just truth, an awesome instructor. And, yeah. I've never. <laughs> and the truth was, no, I have. I hadn't had any formal. I was self-taught. Wow. Okay. I, so, I, okay. Like, tap, tap the brakes for a second. How do you self-teach? Like, like you have to watch somebody, right? And just kind of mimic their their motion, their draw technique, right? I mean, you have to. Right. So I'd seen some video. So uh-huh. I had video. So this was pre-YouTube days. Okay. So I like was, old VHS we're talking? Or <laughs> yes. D- or, or, or DVDs? I, I honestly, yes. I would order DVDs <laughs> oh, and VHS gosh. tapes. So Jerry Barnhart, like a very yeah. big, yeah, yeah, he put out a 10, 10 video series. So I'm watching that and you could piece some stuff together on forums. You know, you could like read some different stuff and yeah. like, okay. But at the end of the day, I was at the range by myself like, here's my ammo, here's my targets, here's my timer. Like, all right, I'm just got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so self-taught, first gun. Oh, God, he just, mm-hmm. he just, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what just like, happened. It was a Beretta. You totally just oh, drilled wow. all over yourself. I told you, that stuff is stout. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Okay, so Beretta. <laughs> I, I was just like, first gun, I'm like, I don't know if this is going to generate laughter. Well, I saw Mel Gibson in mm. Lethal Weapon. Hell yeah. That seemed like a good. Yeah. Was that the Beretta 92? Yeah, uh, yeah it was. Yeah, it seemed right? like a good. The double to, double single, yeah, and you kind of yeah. have hair like Mel Gibson. I do, yeah. So that felt like Dude, that was a good way to model that. myself. So I got, Riggs, I got Riggs. the Beretta, and I started uh-huh. getting made fun of right away in competitive shooting. But you were kicking ass at it, right? That's yeah, that's, yeah. That makes it better. Yeah, that yeah. Now, did you use that in the academy training? Yeah, fucking a, you did. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I mean, I was I was shooting. Uh, I don't know what, how how much you guys follow competitive shooting, but back in those days, uh, in like two thousand. From 2000 probably to 2015, 2014, mm-hmm. you were considered kind of stupid if you shot a double single gun. So like a, a, oh, really? a double action gun, yeah, that was considered stupid. Okay. Because you could shoot a Glock and modify the trigger so it's yeah. like two pounds like yeah. with the Vanek triggers back in that day. So the hot setup was a Glock 34 with, uh, a, you know, with a modified trigger. So, I mean, and that was much easier to manage. So you didn't have to deal with the double action trigger. Nice. So you were considered kind of dumb if you shot that. <laughs> and now it's totally flipped around where uh, it, people consider it advantageous to shoot a, yeah. a metal double action gun. Really? Yeah. Just because of the weight and the weight and management it's, it's, and yes, less flip, less it's, rise. It's easier to shoot little things far away with a heavy metal pistol. Yeah. Uh, as far as the manipulations, drawing, reloading fast, all that stuff, that, that's a lot easier with a plastic gun in my opinion. Really? Okay. All right. So you're at the academy. You keep your mouth shut. You're shooting. Mm-hmm. 
you had to win like Top Gun in your class, right? They created a second Top Gun trophy <laughs> to give to the second best person. <laughs> the second Because there was some complaints, <laughs> which I thought was reasonable. This you guy's a, shot this, better this than This guy's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I remember I there was some giveaway at some point. That's like, I left funny. and I, I went to, I actually went to USPSA Nationals. During the day that they taught firearm safety in the, firearm, in the academy, <laughs> nationals. So that, was like a, that was like a big deal that I missed the firearm safety day. Uh, but you're at nationals. But you're at nationals. Right, nationals. Ro- rocking like, your Beretta. Exactly. That was, that was pretty funny, actually. Did you have the Clarino belt and stuff? <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so. That's amazing, man. So um, why, so. What what made you go down the path of like, okay, cop, professional shooter, where do I want to go? And I mean, of course, you chose the right path for you. Well, like, you know how it is. Like, you got to choose between uh, badge bunnies and like money, I guess. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> we chose wrong. <laughs> no, or, I, or, or did we? Yeah. <laughs> so the, the lifestyle I have now affords me a lot of freedom. Yeah. yeah. But there was a lot of risk uh, attached yeah, to yeah. doing it, which... Yeah. But the cool thing is like you're in, you know, kind of talked about this uh, with some other people. It's it's the mindset. You're your own boss. You put out your own product. You have, you know, care of your product and you push out the right thing to the right people, which is going to drive your business and good customer service, you know? Yeah. It's way better being master of your own destiny, I think. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. So what do you, what do you see um, in the LE world as far as training guys to shoot? Cops to shoot. What do I see? Like what? Like what do you go, man? We're missing the boat on that because I like I, deficiencies. I, I feel we do. I feel like we have to improve law enforcement training in the shooting room. Well, to be honest with you, the guys that I interact with from the law enforcement community are like the guys here, mm-hmm. which I'd say this is definitely a more motivated and interested subset. Right. So that's yes, motivation is that's huge. interesting that you say that because we've had other trainers like firearm trainers, and they're like, man, the police shooters or the or the LE shooters I get are all like awesome. But that's not the majority of LE shooters, right? Yeah. These are the guys that you're getting that are paying the money to come to your class. They're motivated. They want to be better. They want to get better. And they're trying to get as many different techniques and tactics and ideas as they can. Yes. You know, being the range master where I'm at and having, you know, about a 400-ish man department, about 430, whatever it is, man department, man, that's a, that's a small number of dudes that are willing to go out and seek outside training. Yeah. Right. Um, and as you know, there's, there's, well, the problem for police is there's so much they have to know. Yeah. They have, yeah. To, be, they have to be good at, at, right. at, at, at a lot of stuff. I mean, and, and not many guys are going to go like, oh, I'm going to go do like a two week or, or a two day radio course to learn how to like dominate my <laughs> yeah. radio. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to dominate which, that bitch. Which maybe you should because those <laughs> things are complicated as hell. Yeah. To be honest with you, I don't know how the fuck they work. Yeah. I always <laughs> like turning them on. You're like, yeah. oh. when we had to switch to mutual yeah. channels, I'm like, hey, man, can yeah, you do this? Because <laughs> I don't know. But, how to but, but, but you know, for, like guns are different. Yes. Guns are different. Uh, that's your lifeline. So you get into trouble, like that's going to be the first place your hand goes, at least and, for most guys. Yep, so and, the, and, and the one thing that I've seen, you know, training in LE is that I can keep even what we call our LCDs, lowest common denominators, and we all have them. I can keep those guys interested for about four hours. And then it starts to kind of, okay, I'm over it. Because shooting's still fun. Yeah, Doing DT, doing classroom stuff, they hate that. But coming to the range is still fun, and I try to make it fun. But about four hours, man, is about is is, is about as long as I can keep the LCDs, yes, mind, yeah. And then it starts to wonder. Well, 
Yeah. Go ahead. As far as problems with the law, like with law enforcement firearms training, like my experience, I'll be honest, was positive. Uh-huh. Like for what I know, like even at that time, like looking at the the firearms tra- uh, the firearms training that I got, like based on what they had to do, mm-hmm. based on you know where it needed to go for the whole class, like they basically did the right stuff. I mean, people learn safety, learn basic marksmanship, a yep. little bit of scenario stuff, holster where, you know, you think mm-hmm. the stuff that you have to know. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, the problem is time. Mm-hmm. Honestly, is like, it's time and culture is like where you need people. If you want to get really good at anything, you have to practice it. It yeah. becomes a part it has of become second. It has to become your second, second. nature. It has, to be, yeah. it has to be a big part of your life, which unfortunately the tactical firearms dt stuff and law enforcement isn't given a lot of time yeah because so, they have to be good at so much other stuff so if, if you had the um ben steger police academy for shooting what would you say hey man this is how we need to train the newest of new uh to get them to a level that we're so we see videos all the time i'm sure you see police videos and you're like wow like What's going on here? Uh, what would you recommend? What, what would you say? Hey, man, he, here's what we need to do to. Uh, okay. Well, there'd be certain. I mean, I'm going to paint with a pretty broad brush, mm-hmm. here, which I know it'll probably upset some people, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I understand you don't mind doing that. I love that. Not really. No, I love it. I love that. I love a man that that's like that. I like Dude, okay do, Say what you got to say, bro. Uh, yeah. I think uh, there needs to be a place in, in firearms training where mistakes are acceptable and sort of encouraged. Mm-hmm. So you start pushing people to the point where they start, you know, shooting misses, so to speak, as, as they're learning how to get better. That's stigmatized in, generally with law enforcement yes. for a lot of very good reasons. Yeah. A lot of really good reasons. Um, but opening up, like making part of the training, like, yep, we're going to push you kind of past what you can do so you can see and experience like what's happening at high speed. So you, yeah. can, you can learn some from this, like giving people like permission to fail in so I think, specific times. I think yeah. it's good. I think that like what you're talking about is kind of generational, like with older farms and structures, right? Because like when I went through, you didn't miss They were, you know, I mean like that was your goal, right? right? When I teach, especially if I'm doing what we call at my place, combat style shooting, which is that, Oh shit. Yeah. You know, draw gun, you know, we talked about under stress and fire and whatever. Um, I, I push these guys to miss because then that's, they know, like, then they know, like, that's too fast. Tap the brakes, back off a little bit more on the draw presentation, concentrate more on sights or trigger or whatever it is that they need to work on. I want them to miss because I want them to know what feels wrong versus what feels right. Absolutely. It's a big fact that you're going to shoot a lot of misses learning how to shoot fast. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's just a fact. Yep. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, yes, a lot of that's generational and there's guys like you that are, Kind of taking over, you know, mm-hmm. like kind of with with a different mentality. Uh, the 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 culture of practice needs to like if people want to get better, they have to like practice as part of their you know their routine. So a good way to sell that to to cops is like, hey, when you you know you put on your stuff for the day, just like take set five minutes aside for dry fire. Dude, I tell them two. Yeah. I tell them two minutes. Give me ten good dry fires, yeah. but do it the proper way. And if you get to number eight and you shit the bed. We, we holster and start over again. Yeah, that's fine. I need at least 10 a day. And then we talk about, you know, math. If I do 10 a day for seven days, that's, that's 70. And then we got 140 and then we go into 210. That, that's 10. smart. That's smart. Getting guys into that, like, hey, yeah. I put it on. All right. Practice with it a little bit. I'm like, all right. I so that's good. awesome that you bring that yeah. up because I preach a lot of dry fire because I went through some schools and some guys that you have taught to shoot. I've, <laughs> I've been through some of their schools, okay. right? And they're big on dry fire. They're big on the fundamentals. 
So yes. I'm like, okay, well, if it works for these guys that are like some of the best operators in the world and works for you, some of the best shooters in the world, yeah. then why am I not doing it? And then why am I not preaching it to, right. to my guys? And even on your website here, oh, you're, you you're have targets. dry fire drills yeah. on your website. That, that was how my website started back, you know, 15 years ago or whatever. Like uh, I was just putting up, Hey, these are the drills I'm doing. Yeah. Cause there was a point where I put out a dry fire program just into the competitive shooting community at one point. I was like, Hey, a 15 minute dry fire program. Just do this. Like here's a bunch of different drills. And that evolved into a, you know, into a book, which then kept evolving to uh, you know, more and more stuff. So we've got, I mean, I've been working on it for a long time. We've got a pretty good training paradigm going on. No, I, I, I love the, the little targets that you have. Yeah. I, I bought some of those. I bought, all of them for our team. I give them to our team guys. We have them in our training facility on the walls. Um, so I, I, th- I think that's a, uh, a, a huge just thing you have to do. Uh, that's a good way of putting it. You yeah, have to. Yeah. Because the reality is um, you can't go to the range and shoot every day. No. And if you no. want to be really good, like draft, draft well, fire is the only way to do it. You know, I come from like a large, a larger agency in the state of Texas. And right now we're having issues with getting ammo yeah right and we're not to the point to where i have to yeah and it's not in like we're not to the point to where i have to count each individual round or have a round count per class i mean we can go out there and shoot as much as we want to to get the 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 job accomplished for the day or the or the training task for the day but a lot of other smaller agencies man they hold their guys to okay you're gonna get 100 rounds for this training cycle or 100 (laughs) rounds for this class or 100 (laughs) rounds for this right yeah so if you don't hit up some dry fire or work on some dry fundamentals yeah. You're going to fucking blast the hundred rounds in like the first 30 minutes. Yeah. Yes. And like, what are you going to accomplish? So probably not much yesterday when you were uh, talking to the guys at the, the range day, I'll probably butcher it a little bit, but uh, <laughs> obviously you can clean it up, but you, you mentioned, Hey, when you're dry firing, you need to see the mistakes that you're making. Yeah. The, the way that I put it to sound weird to people is if, um, you know, it's good to play rhetorical games with people to make sure they're paying attention. So if your dry fire always looks good to you, you're mm-hmm. not doing it right definitionally. Mm-hmm. So what I mean is, uh, as you're assessing your dry fire, like you, if you're looking at it like, yep, looks good, good rep, good rep, good rep, you mm-hmm. just keep thinking that you're not, you're not paying attention to what's happening or you're not accurately simulating issues you have uh, with live ammunition. So, you know, most common thing you see like a, uh, right-handed guys pushing shots low left because they're, you know, they're flinching or milking the grip with their hands, something like that. Mm-hmm. Until you can simulate that problem without bullets in the gun, you're never going to solve it, mm-hmm. you know? And you have to get that, you have to get that into somebody's head where it's like, yes, yeah, so you shoot live ammo. We definitely see what's happening. We can assess like the target, the technique, like we, we see what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And again, until you figure a way to actually practice those mechanics without bullets, you're so get so walk me through your dry fire practice. Are you coming from the holster each time? Uh, Are you cycling the gun? So yeah, my dry fire practice is going to look a lot like, uh, it's going to look a lot like uh, you know, dynamic shooting like you'd see at a US. So like you're actually moving, moving throughout, like you're moving yeah, dry fire. I do, I do all sorts like of Like repping things. the stage in your head? Yeah, yeah. I, so I'll have dry fire stages, like whole stages done dry fire uh, down to like the most simple drill. Um, just pulling the trigger straight without anything moving. I'll, I'll dry fire all that stuff, every, every, and everything between. 
Like, there's really nothing I don't mm-hmm. practice dry fire, mm-hmm. uh, except the only thing you can't practice is the recoil management, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, like the feeling of the gun going off in your hands and that right. kind of thing. You, you, you can't uh, practice that without ammo. Mm-hmm. You have to experience it, you know, for that. So is that daily for you? And is yeah. each day oh, yeah. different? Like, Hey, I'm going to work on this today. And absolutely. So it's, it's uh, each day is different. Uh, I work on different things and cycles and, uh, I'm usually trying to change some habit that I have. So Mm -hmm. I'll see some habit or some like repeated mistake. Mm -hmm. And my training is centered around building positive, productive habits. Uh, The one thing that's really nice that it's kind of hard for people to wrap their minds around, but it's a really good thing about the practical shooting matches Mm -hmm. is you go to them and every match is different. You have different people building stages, uh, different people setting out targets. And uh, I've gotten to travel around. I've, I got to travel around the world doing this a lot in yeah. different countries. So, I mean, I, I think I've, I've done, I think I've gone to 50 different countries uh, to do shooting training and matches and that kind of thing. And ev- it, everywhere you go, it's a little bit different. And the challenges are a little bit different. And the way people set it up is a little bit different. So you, like, the way that I, I try to train myself is like, I'm ready for any sort of challenge, you mm-hmm. know, like any sort of thing that I see, like I have the tools uh, to handle it with, I mean, again, it's it trained into me. Like I don't have to think about it. I can just, you know, you know, handle the targets, shoot them like this, or shoot mm-hmm. on the move like that, whatever the, whatever the stage uh, is asking me to do. Yeah. So dry firing for say Ellie. Yeah. Uh, what would you recommend if you were to say, Hey man, do these th- few things. Uh, what would you say for, for well, LA guys? Obviously getting out of the holster. Uh-huh. That's, you know, very important. Get and but I always come from a place of drawing the gun fast is it's really not that hard mm-hmm. um, to do it. What's hard is, is uh, drawing the gun fast into that co- a consistent grip every single time that it's always the same. Yeah. Like that would be a big focus of my training is draw the gun into the same grip every time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once you understand how to grip the gun, like making sure you uh, pulling the trigger straight. So a lot of, a lot of practice with that. And then multiple targets, uh, is a good thing for dry fire. Now you can visualize that as anything you want. It could be Mm -hmm. one target that's moving or whatever, but I mean, just getting used to like shifting your eyes from spot to spot to spot as you're engaging targets like that. I mean, if you can do all that stuff, you're going to be in pretty good shape for that. So you do a lot of training with Ellie, of course, right? Not a lot. My, most of my, I'd say my training's 80% civilian, probably like 20% 20% military, like the LE stuff is, is, is it new? I mean, like you're going to get it's it. Not, like, it's not that it's new. It's like, I'm always like, like I'll go do whatever. Like it's, uh, have it, gun will travel. Have gun will travel is me. It's just, uh, LE agencies don't. Like, I, I think, I think a lot of the LE community for years and years and years have, has, those are gamer boys. That's not what we do. Yeah. And I think that has, uh, not, I think that's part of the problem, but, but but the military side, when you're looking at these really elite units, has has have been doing this for many 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 years, but now there's those guys have have been coming out for for several years, and they have been training LE, and then you had guys that are in LE that are that are now kind of pushing the envelope of, hey, this practical and the tactical side can really merge together and and that's what kind of opened my eyes up in the last three and a half years but you have to look at it if you're a law enforcement trainer and you're listening to this a range guy or whatever it is or decision maker in your agency to bring in trainers ben is teaching a skill set a skill set of shooting he's not right. teaching you tactics on making entry 
in doing this stuff. He's teaching you clearly right. a skill set of shooting, and then you can add your own, you know, your own department way of the tactics right. or the techniques. But, but he's teaching you a skill set to be a better shooter. But right. we, but so we when also, I go do military training, like we don't even discuss tactics. No, because yeah. you're it's there to a teach a skill set. Not, yeah. I, mean, I think people have a weird idea about what like. Yes. About what that like high right. level military training looks like. It's not guys coming out in full kit, wearing their helmet, like, you know, yeah. playing dress up, like on yeah. the range shooting. It's yeah. like, okay, we're today. Teach we're working us something on how to do this. Like we have like, you know, mm-hmm. pra- like competition rigs. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, let's put those on. And we're going to like, we're going to have like we're kind of having fun with it, but yeah. we're learning how to shoot better, learning different techniques. And what they're going to do is take that skill set that you taught them yeah. and, take it into their tactical, whatever right. their movements. And they're going to use what you taught them on their movements. Right. That's it. However they want to do it. I mean, I don't know. Tom, like, Hey, like you guys do it how you want to do it. Like, yeah, this is like, this is the, the shooting perspective. Like, you know, like the optimal way to do things as far as if you want to shoot fast and accurately. Yeah. And then of course you being intelligent mm-hmm. adults, you can apply that stuff in ways yeah. that make sense based on whatever For your sure. tactical situation. Yep. I, is. I think too the the, the culture of uh, police firearms training, the quote red shirt guys <laughs> that have been doing it for a while. I think a lot of times it's the ego always gets in the way, uh, pride, and so to bring someone in like yourself that outshoots them by miles can be challenging to their domain to their red shirt probably yes. you know and, and i think that's a bad attitude because if i want to get better i want the dude better than substantially better than me teaching me not a dude that i'm like well man i'm i'm tying you or beating you in most of the things that we're doing so it, so i think that's one of those things where I, I i think that's where a lot of just the traditional red shirts have have mess that up uh, right. for, for folks. What I personally, what I experience is, um, I mean, and I don't go out like seeking these fights. I yeah. used to, it used to be fun, but it's kind of like, <laughs> cause now you're older, you're smarter. You're almost no, I, 40. Feel like, I feel like my side won. Yeah. So there's right. nothing to fight yeah. It's kind of hard to brag when you're <laughs> kicking people's asses. Yeah, we, yeah. we won, but yeah. like, argue, like uh, Matt Pranka says this the best. He's like, listen, I don't talk about tactics with people cause they get emotional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do. They get really, dude, it's like politics and religion, bro. <laughs> yeah. It is so dude. If you hang out with any of these freaking knuckle draggers down here on this floor, I'm telling you that I talk tactics, bro. Yeah. It turns into I'm better. He's better. He's better. Yeah. And it's just like, fuck it. I'm done, bro. That's yeah. and, and, and how that relates to shooting is like, so if I say, Hey, uh, hold the gun like this and, and you know, shoot it like that. Then there'll be some red mm. shirt type of personality trying to disqualify yeah. w- what I'm saying based on, you know, whatever. Yeah. Based on me. Yes. Um, and I, obviously I don't think that way, I, but that's, yeah. how, that's how a lot of people. Well, think. I think like, um, speaking of Matt, uh, I've hosted him and, 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 and we'll host him again, um, at the end of May and we become friends and, 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 and chat and talk and I'll send him dry fire videos of mine and, and, and different stuff. And man, he's really has challenged my thought process of the practical side of shooting, of uh, coming into the tactical side. Uh, Scott Jelinski has done that. Matt Little has done that. Uh, Mike Pannon has done that with me. So I've learned a lot of the, from these, from these guys the last few years of this, the practical side coming into the tactical side. And man, I look at it. I'm like, man, I'm not even the same shooter that I was, Last year, the year before that, because I've my eyes have been open to that. I'm like, wow, this is this is really good shit. 
And man, I, I work on it now and I, and I'm so far away from being even close, but it's, it's, it, it's given me a new vigor to shoot more and to do things. What, what I think is true. And I've heard this a few times, half of anything, half of accomplishing anything for a human is understanding that it's possible. Yeah. Like once you want like, once you just see dudes, like they're shredding targets and shooting really fast, you look at that like, huh? Yes. Well, I mean, I remember me being 20 years old watching a mid-40s overweight Rob Latham shoot. Yeah. Watching that and be like, yeah. well, how the, how the hell is this guy? Hey, so now watching an overweight mid-50, mid-60 Rob yeah. Latham is yeah. still no, kind of impressive. Same thing. I'm like, fuck yeah. this guy. Yeah. It's the same uh-huh. thing. Yeah. 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 But it's like, yeah, okay. The, like, he's, it's ju- he's just a dude at the end of the yes. day. Yeah. He's just a dude. So like, this has to be you know, trainable and achievable on some level for motivated people. Yeah. And, and I think it, it, it I'm mad at myself because we've had Rob, he comes Rob, Rob comes to TTPOA in Region 7 every October for the last, I don't know, seven, eight years yeah, or so. Yeah, I've been through his, dude, I went through, his, I, I went through his second time he came through uh, Texas to teach at TTPOA and that was probably seven years ago. Yeah. I and, mean, and it makes, awesome class. Yeah. But it makes me mad because I've been there. I mean, I know who he is. I've been to that class. I've, I, I scheduled the class for him. And it makes me mad is that those years ago, I didn't, I didn't catch what he was really talking about. And I'm like, damn, if I'd have, if I'd have taken that back then and really ran with it, man, what would I have been now? Uh, and that makes me mad that I didn't just, the light bulb didn't come on back then for whatever reason. Um, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's funny how that works. Yeah, I know. I'm like, fuck, I'm always late to the game. Well, um, you know, it came on for me and, uh, watching that man shoot and just listen to how simple that he explained things and how simple he dumbed things down for us, I guess. Yeah. Well, I was so like, holy shit. I think a lot of the red shirt personalities, they want to complicate things like yes. the more terminology, the more type of stuff that we, I mean that then the sound, the, the smarter I sound, you know? Yeah. But I think good, good instructions about trying to simplify ideas and make it elegant, you know, like, Hey, do this, try this, you know, very specific, uh, instead of trying to, overwhelm people with, with uh, terminology. That's how you know you're talking to a master. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like Latham so, is a master. Oh, absolutely. And, that's and then, you know. well, so, well, so yeah. like, you know, I've been through classes where guys will say, Hey, I want you to do this, this, and this, and it can be any class tactics shooting. Yeah. I mean, you name it. And then they don't turn around and do it. Right. To me, that's like an epic, like if you can't do what you're telling me to do, then how can you tell me how to do it? I totally agree. Right. Yeah. So funny story, you know, you keep saying red shirt, right? So when I first took over as the range master, mm-hmm. uh, my, my sergeant at the time was like, Hey, we got to get you, get you some red shirts. Mm-hmm. And I go, <laughs> no, <laughs> not doing it. I'm like, I was like, I'm not wearing red shirts because I've always heard from guys like you and other people, yeah. other guys that I look up to as shooters and operators, fucking red shirt, this ring, you know, red master range master red shirt. And I'm like, I'm not wearing a red shirt. And the sergeant was like, well, how do you know, how's the class going to know who's, who's, who's teaching? I'm like, my shirt will because be off. they all fucking know me and, and they know I'm the one teaching. So like, I'm not going to wear a red shirt and I still don't wear a red shirt. You don't today. wear a shirt when you teach. I, I don't. That. I our, our parents. You like flex your titties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is how you shoot. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> you know, you do it. I do. <laughs> You're sitting in the mirror at home before you range a day. Like, Push ups, push ups, push ups, push ups. <laughs> See what I have to deal with. Yeah, I yeah. do. Yes, yeah, so I don't wear a red shirt because I because because <laughs> because of, of, of that shit. Yeah. No. It, well, I mean, there's so many personalities that um, 
they're like hobbyist shooters that want to be the firearms instructor for their, I mean, if it's a small agency, it's like, Oh, I want that job. And there's a lot of guys that just want that job mm-hmm. um, rather than having a passion for it or being the, you know, the best guy for that job. And I, th- I don't think it's for everybody. And, and, and dude, just not. every SWAT, everybody assumes every, Oh, every SWAT guy can teach someone to shoot. Every no. SWAT. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, that's not, that's not the no. case. It, it's not. So for me um, to be an LE instructor, and, and the, like even civilians, I would say you have to have a personality. It has to like you have to have a good personality, be able to talk to people. And I have to teach people and train people the same way, which is differently. Like I could talk to him a certain way because I know him yeah. and I know how he is. But like if you're just some civilian off the street, I probably can't talk to you the same way that I talk to him because you just may take that and crumble because – they don't understand our sense of humor. They don't understand how cops are. Oh, I, t- oh, I talk or, to those people. Yeah, Ben don't give a in shit. In a yeah. very aggressive fashion. <laughs> well, they don't know, care. <laughs> but again, care. those guys know that because yes. they've done their research and they're, yes. I mean, they're paying money to come, to come learn by one of the best. Well, I mean, for me, it's like, hey, this class is about shooting. I'm not going to sit around and talk about all these matches I've been to or shit like that. Like, Absolutely. You're just coming here to learn how to shoot, learn how to practice. Uh, that's what this is. Um, that's kind of why I j- jive with Pranka because he doesn't. He doesn't give a shit either. He doesn't. <laughs> no. t- he doesn't yeah, and we've had him. Uh, we've had him yeah, on no. the uh, uh-huh. on the podcast like, as well, and he's just yeah. It's like yeah. so many guys like come up and like, oh, are you tell me about being a Navy SEAL or the blah 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 this and that. Um, yeah, you know, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and he's not into that shit. He's no, like, no, that's for drinking beers later. No. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I'm not here to. Talk We're here to this is a business no. trip. I'm not here to talk about you know. Yeah, this is a business trip. We're here. Navy SEAL. Yeah, Navy SEAL. He was. Yeah, he was. What? I hope he listens to this. <laughs> I thought that guy was in the, um, I thought he was in the Coast Guard, he said. Yeah, it was Coast Guard, then to the Navy SEALs. Okay. And then uh, Merchant Coast Marines. Coast Merchant Marines. Merchant Marines. Merchant Marines. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. I but, don't know. But it's funny because the first time I hosted him in his class, he was like, I need to blah, blah, blah. Let's go shoot. I'm like, all right, man. That's, yeah, that's cool. He's told me the biggest complaint he's gotten about his class is that he's, he doesn't talk. They'd be like, well, we thought we'd hear more about your background. It's yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Well, you know, but if you look at those yeah. guys, those guys from that same background, they don't talk a whole lot about their background. Yeah, it's, it's right? actually heavily stigmatized. Exactly. Yes. So being that guy is yeah. not a And good guy we've actually that. been through some classes together with some other guys yeah. from that same some yeah. from, from that same uh from that same entity. And uh dude, they very you know, they talk a little bit and then they go out. And I'm telling you right now, those guys are some fucking shooters. Yeah. Well it's more than that. Those guys they're, are they're, sta- they're smart. They're, smart. they're standards. They're problem solvers. Yes. Yeah. They're their standards smart. and the way they train and the way they look at things. Every time I go through a class with those guys, I am just like amazed. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like yeah. just the just everything about it. And I try to take as much as I can from those guys and take it back to yeah. my dudes. Yeah. And you know And I think you're one of those guys too. I don't obviously I don't know you. This is the very first time we met yes. in person, uh, was yesterday. Uh we you know, had a few phone conversations and text messages, but from the guys that I that I know that know you and just hearing things, you're very smart individual that dives in and it does the kind of the nerd work of what you're doing and um you figure it out and you have your way of of processing things and looking at things and and making it work and like you said to simplify it and and at the end of the day everything every like youtube video i watched or from what i heard what you're talking about it's not over my head not at all but you have taken it and really have dove so deep into it that you made it, you can present it 
in a simple fashion to mm-hmm. idiots like us. Right. Well, I, I like to be able to present something in a very simple fashion and I can answer complex questions if they come up, but I try to stay away from that because yeah. it's, you know, you start going down a weird rabbit holes about stuff, but um, yeah, present it very simply to people. Here's what, what, what I want you to do. Here's how you can practice it. Let's try it. And yeah. then just work on it. Give people feedback like, Oh, Hey man, try this or Hey, do this or Hey, that looks great. Let's go faster. Like, that's what it is. That's right. that's the game. That's what we're doing. Because there's there's other guys that excuse me that have your same um, pedigree as far as uh, competitive shooting and have, have won their uh, titles as well. And you don't all have cookie cutter. This is exactly how you do it. There's some individuality to it of of every shooter. And I have my own individual of how I process things or how it relates to me. But you give us the tools and give people the tools, and then at the end of the day, you're like, okay, yeah, that, oh, yeah, that really clicked. You can go to someone else, you're like, oh, shit, that really clicked. And you might be saying the same thing, too, sometimes. Right. Well, I talk to people about that a lot and say, hey, um, you, like, just, you, you put different ideas in your head, and you hold on to them while you're shooting. And yeah. then you see, like, the I call it a cue. Like, the cue that works for you, like, hey, you're putting your brain on what your hand is doing. You're putting your brain on... Uh, whatever this job is, you put your brain on a job and you, you watch what happens while you're shooting. You kind of observe it and you're like, Oh, okay. Like this cue works for me. Yeah. Like for example, there's this one guy, um, I've been, I do a digital coaching thing called practical shooting training group. Um, there's this guy we've been working with for almost a year and he had this, the worst flinch. He's like, Mm -hmm. he's pushing shots down and worked on it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And finally he found a cue. He's like, Hey, if I just focus on my forearm (laughs) instead of my hand, like I, I quit shanking shots and he found the idea that he put into for his them. head that worked for him. And it's like, great. Keep work, keep working with that. And you never know because people's personalities are very different. They're wired very differently. It's about finding the idea to feed to someone that's going to get the outcome you want. Yeah. Cause you know, that's, that's the way your brain works. It's like, it's like a black box. Like you put in an idea and then you get an output, but how your brain actually functioned in the, in the, in in the middle of that is it's different for everybody. Yeah. People like, have different perceptions of things. No, that's cool. And, it, and it's funny. So in the last, I don't know, probably five, six months, somewhere around there, uh, just after being around a lot of guys that way better than I am shooters, uh, <laughs> we're having a bartender uh, moment here uh, and just really, diving in and having some deep conversations with these guys, it yeah. really challenged me to, to go the range more. So I try to go the range at least once a week uh, and work. And I was like, okay, I think the bill drill for me uh, is really practical for police. That's great. Uh, because of, of the distance of what we're encountering, there's multiple shootings or multiple rounds being fired. So I, I thought, okay, I'm going to really work on this bill drill, but I'm going to take, in what guys have fed into me and, and, and started working. I'm like, okay, under two is like, hey, man, that is like rocking shooting to be able to do that. So I'm like, okay, well, that's my goal. I'm going to do that. And, man, I would get it, and then it would take me like 10 tries. It'd be fucking crazy, and I'd have one out here. And then, and so, but I kept working and, and just and, and dry fire and dry fire and dry fire. And, and I saw that my dry fire sometimes didn't translate over to the next live fire practice. I'm like, well, fuck, man. Am I doing something wrong? And then all of a sudden, whoa, how did this happen? And then one day, the light bulb came on, and I hit seven in a row of like one nines to two 
one, something around there. And I really started concentrating on the splits and all this kind of stuff and realized, okay, yep, that's going to be there. Oh, this is going to be really close. And it happened one time and then it was bam, 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 bam. But what happened was, is what happened was, is I was able to see the target, see the dot and see everything around it. See my holes go. It was weird. I was like, yeah. what the fuck just happened here? And it kind of scared me. I'm like, whoa. So I did it again. It happened. And like I said, I did it all those times in a row. And I was kind of like, oh, man, this is kind of weird. And then I thought, man, I hope, I hope this is not a one-time deal. So I called Matt. And I told him, he's like, dude, the lot, you, you finally figured it out for yourself. And that's what guys have to do. They have to figure it out for themselves. I say, it, yeah. I say, hey, learning your grip, uh, teaching somebody grip to pistol, that's like uh, explaining the color pink to a blind person. Yeah. yeah. It's something... You need to experience for yourself, really. Yeah. Sorry. No, I know. You think about it. You're like, well, how would you do that? Yeah. 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 How would you that's do that's it? exactly what I was like, okay, how would I explain the color pink? You'd I'm be like, like, oh, it's, but it's, it's kind of like a light purple. Girly, and you're you like, know? well, it's a light purple. Yeah, it's it's like, kind of like a stripper. Think, um, yeah. How okay. do you do it? Yeah, how do you explain this? It's like a exactly. vagina. But, but you put a gun in someone's hands and you have them shooting at speed. Yeah. And then they experience it yeah. for themselves. They develop their own understanding yeah. of like, oh, okay, like I feel what's happening here. And I mean, one of the first drills I worked on was the build drill. Mm-hmm. Because for me, my thinking was like, all right, I want to be really good at this. Yeah. Well, what do I know about like top shooters are all grandmasters? Like, well, I want to be one of those. I want to be a grand wizard of shooting. That sounds awesome. Well, how do I get there? It's like, well, there's this thing called a build drill and you got to be able to do that under two seconds. I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay, well, I better figure that out. Yeah. Oh, so, you know? so the guys that don't know, what's the build drill? You draw, you shoot six rounds in the target. The classic distance is seven yards, yep. uh, and a, the time standard is two seconds. So mm-hmm. draw, shoot six rounds in two seconds. Um, so that gives you about one second for the draw. What's the accuracy? It's A-zones. 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 Yeah, yep. so six, a, inch, six inch wide, Ipsic. 11 inch high yep. uh, at seven yards. So it's, I mean... It's a, it's very achievable. Yeah. What's, what's interesting about that drill is it's like people can understand almost immediately that it's achievable because if they they can put their grip together and rapid fire into the center of the A zone, they're like, yeah, I I can do that. Like pretty much anybody can do that, but you have to be able to draw the gun fast and get onto that grip and then shoot rapid fire. For LA guys, do you add a quarter of a second? Of course, of, I mean, of course, you look at the, uh, if you, at the retention device, retention devices on the holster. Yeah. You'd have to account for that. Uh, of course, but I think too, like, like for me, I always knew what a a timer was. You know, beep, you know, you. But when I really started diving into what these uh, splits are and the tenths of a second and all that kind of stuff, and and realizing if I don't get that first shot in yep. sub yep. one, <clears throat> I don't fucking care how fast I I can't get. Under two. Right. And, and, and a really important thing to point out is this is another thing that's true of humans. Yeah. If you want to improve something, you start measuring it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As soon as you like are looking at a thing that says, yep, this was your draw time. Yep. These are these split times. That's yeah. the reality. That changes your behavior. No, for sure. And now 100%. I, now when I shoot it, I know if, if it's going to be right there or I'm like, yep, that was a little slow. And I'm like, this is weird. This is not me. This is not who I was. Uh, which I, but I've enjoyed that. And, and, and I, I was talking to Matt little about the same thing. I, I was, I was talking with him and he's like, and he pretty much told me in different, uh, you know, way of saying it of what, uh, Pranka said. And it was good. I was like, man, this is, this is good because I'm having guys that have been there and done that and, and, and validating what they've been telling me. And, and now I'm able to translate that. And, and I'm not saying that like I'm fucking made it. I mean, I'm, 
still working, but I love just seeing what's going on in that and, yeah. and, and, and challenge myself and going, man, this is, this is a new level. And I'm like, I'm, I'm enjoying mm. just shooting now of so much more because there's, there's metrics now there's, yeah. there's things to challenge me and going, yep. okay, this is what I hit now. Well, the only way this. that you're going to get better is by knowing where you're at and seeing what you can push yourself to yeah, have a way yeah. to challenge yeah. yourself. I mean, yeah. and that's, what's hard for people is <clears throat> a good training session. Every training session that's good is a struggle. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. you're, you're struggling against something. You're trying to make something happen. That's not happening for you. Yeah. And that's, people don't like that. And so, I, and I think too, like looking at when I was, when I was doing this, I would get, I would be hard on myself because I wasn't hitting the standard that, that was the, the, just the given standard of two or under, but also had to go back and go, okay, I need to be hard on myself to get me better. But if I'm tomorrow in a shooting at seven yards and I have to shoot six rounds and I'm looking at my target and five are in the A zone and six is right here, no one fucking cares. And I just did it in Mm 1.93. That's fucking good. Well, I'm happy this? with that. You've practiced. You're comfortable with your gun. You know what you can do with it. Yeah. And if you get into a shooting, you're not going to be thinking about that stuff. You're going to yep. be thinking about all that's what's just to be second, <clears throat> second nature. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think that's one of those things that law enforcement we have to push ourselves, but understand, hey, it might not have been what I wanted, but man, I feel comfortable. <laughs> if with you what I'm doing. if you come off your shift alive, like, yeah, 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 we'll call that good. So yeah. I'm sure you have uh, all the social media platforms, right? I sure do. Instagram, Insta, mostly I'm Insta, on uh, Insta Face, Instacart, Hub, but yeah, Pornhub. Do you have a Grinder account or anything like that? <laughs> I, what's that? Grinder. I don't even heard of that. Okay, well, he's, look it up. He's look on it. it. Yeah, he's no. the. Uh, well, that's pretty good. What he's like, I'm like, what's grinding? I'll play dumb about this as long as you want have, me to play dumb about he's it. He's like, I, I want to tell you about it. I want to tell you. I'll tell you later. I think you do well on grinding. Yeah. You have here. no idea how well I do on grinding. I'm a pretty guy. I think, I think you do okay. So, so well, I'm sitting here and I'm on there on grinder. <laughs> Follow me on Grinder, guys. Uh, I'd be the otter. What's that make you? <laughs> I don't know, man. You don't know? Uh, stuck in the middle. You're, you're not a twink, that's for sure. I'm not a what? A twink. A twink. What's a twink? Those are those really thin little dudes. You know? All right, moving on. Moving on. All right. I think so, you call me fat. Yeah, you're definitely fat, all right? Fat in the head. All right. Never mind. All right. So uh, I don't have any of the social media stuff, but I'm actually looking at, at your YouTube page. Yeah. Here's what I like, right? One, we'll talk about, you have a podcast as I well, do, yeah. okay? And there's yeah. tons of videos and podcasts. It's for competitive shooting nerds. <laughs> not, dude, not a, well, not. dude, I, I'm, I'm, I'm nerded out on some of your videos here um, because here's what I like, all right? Um, you're not scared to get out there and share the wealth mm-hmm. of the knowledge, oh, the information. Class videos up there, dude. You're up there. You got like an hour, thirty five minutes. You got fifty five minutes. You have yeah. all the stuff up there. So basically, Those I could do quite well, dude. Yeah. I could sit down, watch your videos, dry fire some of the things, practice it at the house, go to the range, and probably duplicate or even have my phone and kind of scroll through. Well, a lot of instructors are really protective about this sort of yeah. information. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and what I've found being, you know, I've been doing it a while. Like I can give it to you for free in a podcast. You can pay me for a book. You can join my digital coaching platform and you pay for that. You can come take a class. You can bring me to your agency for a gig. Like I don't really care. Yeah. Like if I just keep putting out the stuff I put out, like the money follows, you know what I mean? So yeah. a, a lot of guys like the, the you're you're referring to that hour thirty five minute class. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's the practical shooting skills yeah. and drills. So I take a skills and drills class, which it's you know a five hundred dollar class. 
you know, not many people are going to take it, but I'll just put the video up there for free. It's like, yep, this is a little slice of the class. And guys come take the class, and they're like, oh, I watched a video of this. It's a lot different being there in person. Dude, that's so, awesome. Yeah, no shit. I mean, then you have it's a some. a lot different in person. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we learned CQB on the internet, so. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there you go. Uh, actually, I watched a movie. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, like, you have teaching speed, shooting fundamentals. That one's 55 minutes long. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's awesome because, again, if the guys can't get to the class, can't afford it, or... I don't know. Or you just want to see what it is. Yeah. Like, hey, this is the class. This yeah. is the like kind of some of the lecture portion of the class. Like, okay, well, you can watch that and see what it is. Now, there's some shorter videos. It looks like you shooting stages wearing like a like a like a GoPro Hat or cam, something. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about this, man. What is up with the practical pistol show? What is up with it? Yeah, what is it? Our, and, and, and that's and, my podcast. And, so and then we have practical shooting after dark. Practical. Mm. So what's it the difference? Was practical, like. Uh, I was doing a podcast, I think, in 2012, and it started off with Shit, me. Man. It started wow. off with me just talking into a microphone and responding to email questions. Okay, and then it grew into a like a collaborative. Like, I want multiple people on because it's more fun. You talk to people, absolutely. You know that was more fun. And then I was like, "Fuck it, I just want to go full send on these shows. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to have to moderate my language or behavior." So I, yeah. we changed it to practical shooting after dark. Mm started doing that. Yeah. Like that. That's a lot more fun for me. I, I think too, like what you were saying, and I was going to say it earlier, um, but we just, now we're segued into it. But what, I, what, what I admire with, about you is that you, you, you've, you've reached the pinnacle of your uh, profession mm-hmm. um, several times. Uh, you, this information is quote going out to the people that you're competing against, but you're like, you know what? I'll throw mine on the table and, you come after me. Hey, I'll give you what I do. Like at the end of the day, the best person's going to win. Uh, and you're not scared to go, okay, man, this is just my, I'm not going to share it with anybody because man, what if so-and-so, the guy that I'm trying to beat knows this, you're like, Hey man, like it is what it is. Well, uh, and I appreciate that. Well, yeah. For an, from an instructional standpoint, um, uh, it, people, most people aren't going to be able to understand or internalize like most of the, I mean, as far as like the deeper concepts, like I've got a pretty good handle on, practical shooting like and i'm not threatened by right. by other people honestly yeah. like they can do whatever they want <laughs> yeah. um yeah from a competitive standpoint i've always been like hey like the the competition honestly it's what makes you better yeah mm-hmm. like i don't want to compete against weak people right like i've that's never been like nobody cares who wins your club match mm-hmm. um you go start shooting against, I mean, for me, when I, when I started shooting, like my first nationals win, I'm shooting against legends, yeah. Dave Savigny, Rob Latham. All, I mean, it's just like, man, I'm shooting against legendary guys. Yeah. And that's to make me better. Yeah. I understand that. And, it, and uh, you know, that, that competition, like that sharpens you yeah. a lot. Uh, and, and, and you need it. Like you need to be comfortable with it. Yeah. So if somebody wants to get involved in competition shooting, man, what's the, what's the best route to take? Uh, you, you look at what your local clubs are offering. So USPSA, that's a, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the game in town. There's USPSA, there's steel challenge, there's IDPA. If you want to get involved in, you know, shooting your pistol fast, you just take a look at what's going on locally around you and, and go give it a try. Yeah. I mean, there's different flavors. IDPA has uh, more stringent accuracy requirements, some more equipment rules, less round count, that kind of thing. Steel challenge is more fun. It's like a family type of thing, which maybe it sounds weird to say it, but it's like 
it's the type of shooting match that you'd be comfortable. Yeah, you bring your wife and your daughter, and maybe maybe your daughter shoots like a twenty-two or whatever, uh, and she has a good time. Yeah, it, but it's it's less dynamic. There's not moving around. There, it's it's not quite as interesting as USPSA, and then USPSA is probably the most interesting game in town at the moment. Okay. Whereas there's you know stages built. Is it because of the dynamics of the moving? Yeah, yeah, it's it's just so much. Steel Challenge is the same thing every time. It's like a carnival event. Okay, you know they set up the same stages. No, no matter where you go in the country, it'll be the same stages. So USPSA, those those guys are changing things. Like I build a like I build a stage, he builds a stage, he built in this totally different. different. And and what I like about it is, uh, I mean, the core principle of the sport is that they can build any challenge they want, and you can't appeal the challenge based on the difficulty. So um, you might be shooting three yards. You might be shooting 50 yards. It's whatever they decide to build. Uh, and you have to find a way to apply your skills to the, the challenge. Which, which, to me, it was, it's very captivating. It, it, it took over a big part of my life is traveling around to different countries and shooting, shooting matches that they set up and trying to understand yeah. how to do it the best. Yeah. It's funny. I see some of the guys that uh, Matt's one of them and a few other dudes will, post like memes and stuff of the SWAT guy going to his first competition and getting his <laughs> ass kicked and just different deals like that. And, and I think it, and they, and they hit the, they hit the nail on the head as far as us taking our egos away of like the fucking 67 year old plumber kicked the shit yep. out of me. I'm the, I'm the dude who is the badass here. And why is this guy? And I think it, it it's, well, you know, it is challenging. Well, we saw that when we went through uh Jelinski's class. Yeah. Well, cause at, at this was years ago. We went through his class, and he set up uh, at the end of the class. He used to set up a, a stage, mm-hmm. a yeah. stage for us to run. And of course, this is all SWAT dudes. Dude, I was lost in the sauce. Dude, the you first should time. have seen us. We're like, we're like, moving <laughs> slow, accurate shots, accurate shots, pie, 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 yeah. pie, target, boom, 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 doing our thing. And like, he was like, yeah, what the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah. And then he ran it, and he didn't run it. He just like walked it. Yeah, he yeah, he everybody. walked it and just and just smoked us. And then he ran it, and I'm like. What just happened? Yeah. What did I just see? Yeah. That's good. That's a good experience. Absolutely. But then he let us kind of practice and he talked, he kind of talked to us about how to practice that stage, dry fire, dry run it, you know, and then it just got smoother and smoother and smoother. And, and we end up, you know, we end up killing it, you know, throughout their class. And I think too, it's, it's, it's the same thing as we do. Hey, this is the target house. Here's your address. You do all the Intel on it. Okay. What's the best approach? We walk, we, we walk it. uh, Yeah. It's the same thing, and then, bam, you hit it, and shit happens. But it was so different. It was so different than what we were used oh, to. Oh my gosh! It like was. when it came to like hit standards. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. like we have like a go zone and a no go zone, and like if you hit that no go, that's a no go. We all get fucked. We all get PT'd. Yeah. Right. The whole team. Great. No. Yeah. You know. So it holds guys to a certain standard, but then you see like guys like the seventy-six yeah. year old or the sixty-seven year old yeah. plumber going out and just pop, 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 and you're like. Yeah, you're like Okay, he had two. He had two that were kind of out. Maybe one that was a little iffy. How the hell did he just beat me? Yeah, that's the way the scoring system works. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I was like, hit factor. What the fuck's that? Yeah. What's a hit factor? <laughs> math, math, and shooting. Shit. No. <laughs> Cop math is ten miles an hour. The speed limit. That's kind of math I know. Um, no, and I think, and, and I'm glad there's um, that starting to infiltrate the SWAT community. I'm, I'm really glad. So I. That's why I want to have more guys like you in, yeah. in in the association to to come and just show us, hey, there's another way to do shooting. It's not just fucking standing here, draw your pistol, shoot. Is there a is there a place for that 
Yes. But you have to progress past that. You have to be able to go, hey, guess what? I can run with my gun out, and it's okay. I can do this. It's okay. Uh, There's a video somewhere I saw. How about that? Just get comfortable running running with your gun. There's a video I saw in here of you teaching how to run with your gun. It was like you did like the – the NFL combine drill, you went yeah. like five, 10, 15, five or something. You're yes. going back and forth. And I was in watching you run and you're telling people how to hold your gun, you know, yeah. and I'm like, that, that fucking yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Well, that was that, that human performance class that we did. That was, I mean, that's what it was based on. And you had guys that were doctors in the, in the athletic world saying, Hey, yeah. agility, you need this. And it, it was eye opening for a lot of guys. And, and, you could see the look on some of these dudes' faces like, oh, like we're, you want us to run and move our arm with that gun? And oh, wow. it, it, it's just, it, and it's sense. counterculture. Or the biggest thing that I saw, and I had to, my eyes had to be open to that because I had to be told, hey, Brandon, uh, when you run this, don't do this, is having a barricade or something and all cops bring it in. And then as soon as they, then they bring it out instead of just already having it. And once you get to your step, hey, the, it's there. Now you're just in your, in your sitting instead of having to get your gun back. Now come back. And, and that I see it every single time now. And it's kind of funny because, like, I was that guy uh, to yes. do that and stuff. So, Hey, so if an agency gets you out uh-huh. to train, what are they in the store for? Like, is it, uh, is it like one Sarcasm. Class? Sarcasm. A lot of uh, whiskey <laughs> after hours. You can do whatever you want. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it'll be, it'll be shooting, training. Methods like however many days they want to do it, I'll I'll structure a program off their needs or yeah yeah. What let's say they're like, hey, we want to do three days. We want to learn red dots. I'm like, all right, cool. I can I'll <laughs> I have a thing for you. So I I mean I'll just I, I'll go through my I have training materials. So I'll just pull through the pull yeah. out the stuff I want to do that works for that. Um, military stuff is typically five days. You know, so a lot of shooting, like a competition day at the end. Yeah, but their budgets are like crazy. Yeah. Whatever, bro. Yeah. Whatever. So uh, red dot. Uh, that um, brought me when, yesterday. Someone asked you about the tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, I, I have some tape on my dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, I've I've done that front, probably yeah. on the front. Yeah, yeah, we do that to our new red dog shooters to yeah. force them to shoot both yeah. eyes open. So I I put tape on there and just leave it. Yeah. Because if I'm teaching people, just ask about it. So I'm like, yep, you we'll put this on. This is the reason. It's that important. Yeah. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I have, is understanding where your visual focus is supposed to be. Yeah. And that, and that's, that, that was that target focus versus yes. dot focus or sight focus. Yeah. 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 I, I like it now. What I've run, I've just, I've kept on my gun too, of, and just ran with it. And what I like about it is obviously I'm having to be sight focused, but the other benefit I found is the, the sunlight. Yes, it, it helps so it. much with sunlight. I'm like, I haven't had anything drowned out yet. I'm like, hmm. And it, and and where I shoot, there's no shade. It's it's all out in the open. And I'm thinking, man, this has been really nice. And and for me, it also confirms when there's times I'm like, no, I had both eyes open. I was focused on the target because I saw my dot. So it wasn't that. And it it just helps that. And now I don't have any issues with it. I have it on my. my my little gun rather carry right there. I just put it black so it just looks cool and tactical. But, uh, but I, that's been a debate. I saw Matt did a did a podcast on there and all that debate. kind of yeah. It, so in the competitive wait, wait. shooting, what's community, the debate on it? Well, in the competitive shooting community, we have a long-standing uh, guys who have been very good shooting with dots. Okay. Whereas uh, other guys that haven't shot dots as much, like I, I traditionally have shot iron sights. 
now moving to dots um, because that's, I mean, if people show up taking a class, I got to show them how to use the stuff. Yeah. So you shoot using. the dot as well. So I have a dot on my yeah. gun. Uh, but as far as the, the training methods and the thinking is a lot different uh, between like, I mean, there's a couple of schools of thought. There's, hey, occlude the reticle, learn how to focus on a small spot on the target. And I'll say things like, hey, there's two types of shooters. There's guys that uh, think that they target focus all the time and they're wrong. And guys who try to target focus and they see the times that they don't do it yeah. and they need to work on it. Uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, so, Well, dude, I've even started doing it. So before we came here last week, I taught a patrol rifle class. And we do iron sights up until Wednesday. And then about midday Wednesday, I let them start using their optics. Yeah. Right? And I even do the same thing with EOTEX. I do the same thing with Aimpoints or Vortex if they're running like a, like a uh, whatever those little things are called, Spitfires or whatever. I put tape on the, on the, you know, on the front so they have, it forces them to learn how to use that optic correctly. That's what they're there for. They're there to shoot both eyes open to have yeah. better peripheral vision, target focus, situational awareness. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's pretty obvious, but there's a lot of guys who from the competitive shooting background who don't like it. They just don't like it. I, they, I think they don't that. understand it. I don't understand why they wouldn't like it <laughs> because I, this is part of uh, me being polarizing is uh, if the stuff's coming from me or people associated with me. There's naturally like, anything that comes out of my mouth. There's naturally going to be some people that push back on it just because of who it comes from. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, this is the first time I've met you. Yes. I've, I mean, I know, right, no, but you, you. you're from, you're from a different background. The competitive yeah. shooting people have been trained to hate me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if I get into competitive shooting, I'm going to fucking hate you. Probably. I'm okay. to distance myself from you. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, yeah, fuck it. That. that guy's a <laughs> dick, man. I saw him drinking whiskey before like 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so yeah, just tell him how I got a refill, too. I know I how to up, send it. I got up and got it for him. Yeah. <laughs> so do you still compete? Of course. Yeah. Step. I mean, I'm, I'm down with it. I mean, I have some differences with the organization. I, uh, I, I saw that. And I, I've seen I some, really don't I've, like them. I've seen some posts about, and, and, I, and I don't know the, okay. uh, of the, course, the I'll, backstory. I'll find you something right here. Uh, yeah. I don't know the backstory. <laughs> I'm so I'm like, real. I fucking hate these people. And, and this USPSA. is who now? The people that like the board that runs USPSA. Is, uh-huh. uh, so there's some, uh, sorry, there's some videos on here of um, like the change of bylaws. Or something yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah. I, I was trying to read and I didn't want to get into it too much because I was trying to listen. Basically to like the passion mm-hmm. that, that we're talking about, like, Hey, I want to get better at shooting. Yeah. I want to do this and this. There's a lot of people that don't think that way and don't care about that stuff. Uh-huh. And I mean, that's just naturally going to set us up for differences of opinion. Yeah, for sure. Say that again. There's like, when we talk about like, I'm here with you guys because of my involvement in USPSA competitive shooting brought me to you. Right. Right. That's why you're interested in what I have to say. There's guys in competitive shooting that don't understand this. Don't care about this. Oh, okay. You know, they don't see it. They're like, um, it's just like, Hey, what happens for us? Like we affect a lot of other people like the top trainers here. They're going to go to the military and law enforcement units, equipment developed inside a practical shooting competition Mm -hmm. that makes its way out uh, to other people. And, but a lot of people inside competitive shooting don't see that. They don't care about it. They don't, they don't see the larger mission. So are they, so, so versus trying to come together and make a better quality military, better quality law enforcement, whatever, they're just holding everything close to the vest. They're like, Hey, we run this sport for us. Like, uh, you know, we did like, if you want to, no, I mean, you know what? I get that. That's yeah. your sport, right? I mean, that's, that, that's awesome. If that, if, if that is your go-to thing, if that's you, then do you right. But you guys have a skill set and a knowledge base yeah. to make 
guys that carry a gun for a living better. Yeah. Right? Yes. So why would you not want to make your community safer, your family safer by <laughs> by having a better train? Right. They don't think this, they just don't think this way. They're like, hey, we run our we should matches have, for our. We should have them on and have like would, like a round table. Would not be impressed. A round table. <laughs> you would not be but impressed with the. Guys I guarantee you, support. between your sarcasm and my sarcasm, I bet we could like totally like these beat guys them are, down. They couldn't even get in a room with me at this point. I, for that, it, it, what's funny, I saw the um, the uh, demeanor switch on you when we yeah. started talking about that. But what I saw is I saw passion. Yes, and I think. And I'm one who gets uh, a bad rap sometimes for my passion of being the the loud mouth in the room, the asshole in the room. But it, but it comes from passion. And I always admire men that have that. And you can truly see that you have passion about making the profession that you are in better for everyone. And when it's that, everyone benefits. No matter if you're in it or Hey, I just want to learn to shoot better because my fucking life depends on it. I don't really care about going out and shooting whatever target you're shooting or match, but teach me how to get better in just my daily job because I carry a gun all the time. That's the passion I see, and that's that's the men that I respect in any industry. I don't care what it is uh, because even in the SWAT community, there are people that are like, this is my I invented this bullshit. No fucking, no one's invented shit. We all steal shit from everybody. Yes. So don't tell me I can't have your lesson plan. Motherfucker. This is an instructor class. I am teaching it back to my guys. What do you think I need? Um, But, but I, it's like Derek and I, we're in this organization for the people. I don't care if you're in fucking Nebraska. You want to come to one of our classes. You're, you're one of our guys. We want to help you get better. That's it. Yeah, and and you're probably also one of those guys who learns from your students. Yeah, absolutely. Like when I have somebody Dude, who's every class, asked, right? Yeah, somebody who's like yeah. asks an interesting question or has a different way of looking at it. You're like, huh? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. like I haven't thought about this. Like, I also even though I can shoot rings around this guy. That doesn't matter because he's being interesting right now. Right. Or, so I taught a uh, a firearms instructor, a basic firearms instructor, getting people certified through Texas to be. T. Cole firearms instructors for, for Ellie. And uh, we're going over malfunctions, right? Just, you know, type of malfunctions that we see, you know, be prepared for this because, you know, depending on who you're teaching, open enrollment, whatever it is. And uh, one of the guys on break pulls up a video of a pretty well-known firearms instructor. And he's talking about the way that he clears most of his malfunctions. Guy's like a YouTube guy, right? You know, Instagram, whatever. And he's like, I've never seen this. And I'm like, I have. I've literally seen casings come out of the gun and land in the open action of another gun and cause a malfunction. Don't happen all the time. Yeah, that, that can happen. It's, but it can't happen. I go, I've seen that. I've seen rounds be put in backwards. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. I've seen yeah. this. Yeah. Right? Because, again, you're dealing with LCDs. Yeah. Most, you know, not yeah. all of them, but, you know, some. Or 40 and 9 being mixed up. And yeah, I do. Loaded. We see that all the time. Yep. 40, you know, 9 millimeters being loaded in 40s. Yep. And you hear that, you hear that kind of like that squib sound. And you're like, yeah. cease fire, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> and you're looking at the targets. You're like, what's wrong? And then you see that one, you see like perfect circle, perfect hole, perfect hole. And then you see like a Jolly Ranger. <laughs> and you're like, ah, let me see what's going on with your gun. Right? And you're like, dude, you're shooting a 40. What? Oh, oh, oh. Shit, I, I grabbed the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, but these guys, you know, I'm I like, dude, we learn 
you will learn from your students. You'll yeah. see things. I see a lot of things that I've never thought about safety. I'm like, yeah, fuck, I've never seen that. You see gear. Mm-hmm. You see so much gear, especially in like open enrollment classes, like through TTPOA. These guys will come in and they'll have some of this shit. And you're like, <laughs> where did you get that? <laughs> Why are you? So and so on IG had it. Who, man. who, who's allowing you to carry that? It's pretty, it's, you like seeing those $6,000 guns in a, in a Serpa holster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's yeah. what we got. Cause you spent all your money on your gun. You yeah. can't feel like yeah. you can't afford like a really good holster. I'm sorry. Well, uh, I think too, when you're instructing something and the questions get asked, you got to know the why and you got to be the why is the answer. You got to be, yeah. a, you, you have to know the why and you have to, but don't bullshit. Believe. Don't, yeah. don't bullshit the why. Yeah. And you have to go you out on your bullshit. Yeah. And, and I think to do, it makes you do your homework. It makes you want to understand your craft even better. So when there is questions asked, you don't look like a, uh, uh, or even say, Hey, that's a fucking good question. You know what? Let me think about that one. Or, yeah. hey, you know what? I don't know. Let me ask somebody else who yeah. let has me call more knowledge. Let me call Ben. Ask yeah, let me call Ben. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so if you are carrying a gun uh, for um, your uh, protection and the protection of people in your city, so basically any cop, uh, what advice would you give them if they went to the range as far as um, either a drill or or something to work on a few things that say, Hey man, if you're, if you're consistently going to the range, these are some skill sets, skill things that you need to work on that would translate into what you're doing in law enforcement. Well, the first thing is I'd say, go to the range with a specific goal. Mm -hmm. The one that you put down, Hey, a two second build drill. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's Mm -hmm. a great goal. A great Mm -hmm. goal. If you can't do that. that, No, I mean, seriously, that was, that was one of the first drills that I tackled when I was doing competitive shooting. Mm -hmm. It's a great goal. I mean, but go to the range with some goal. Yeah. Go there trying to improve yourself with the, uh, you know, with the thinking that, hey, I'm not perfect at this. I want to try to be better. And then when you go to the range, I think the big thing is to understand what you need to do with your dry fire. Mm-hmm. So, for example, let's say you go out, you're working on the bill drill. You want to do that in whatever the time is. Yeah. Let's say you want to do two and a quarter seconds because you're working with a retention holster. You know, that's a very fair goal. Good goal. Yeah. Um, you start doing training. You're like, okay, I can do it in 2.7 seconds. Like, mm-hmm. okay, it wasn't, it's not what I needed. But then really the point of your live fire training session is for you to understand what to do with your dry fire training. Mm. You know, I, yeah. I, I put it that way. Like that, just go shoot, test yourself, look at the, look at the timer, look at the points, like pay attention to what's happening. And that informs you for that. What are you going to take home to your dry fire? Because that's your real training. Mm-hmm. That's your real opportunity to train. You can do it all every day. As much as you want, doesn't cost anything, and that's the real training for, for that. that reason. What do you see uh, is maybe a um, something that is practice, whether it's a drill or something out there that you're like, man, that is shouldn't be as important as some people place on it, or that's that, and that's kind of. Someone sold you a bill of goods on telling you, hey, man, this is what you need to do. Is there something out there you're like, hey, that's my pet peeve. Like, you don't need to practice that shit so much because the reality is that's not. Yeah, I, it's, it's, the slow, it's, it's the slow press on the trigger. Mm-hmm. Like, most guys' concept of dry fire is that they're just going to, like, press the trigger really slow. Nothing moves. And they're like, yep, good day. I'm mm-hmm. doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, that's the worst because that's not the context where you're going to be using your gun. You're going to be ripping the trigger back aggressively because you're going to be shooting quickly. Mm. Um, 
So simulating that in your dry training is very, very important where it's got to be fast. It's got to be aggressive and you have to be actually um, working at a pace where you're going to induce some marksmanship errors. Mm -hmm. So the whole getting to the wall, what's your opinion on that? Well, you like prep the trigger to the wall. I guess. So I don't teach any prep and press at Mm -hmm. all. Um, I'll tell people modulate how they press the trigger based on the distance and difficulty of the targets. So if the target's 50 yards away, you just like slowly stack up the pressure on the trigger, like one, two, three, four, so, five pounds, that's, So that's where, you know, I do teach the uh, prepping on the wall because of distance yeah. at certain distance. So if you perceive the shot as threatening, prep to the wall, then press through. Yep. That's, that's kind of that, totally reasonable. That's kind of how we do it. And that's what I found works for the masses when it comes to, this is exactly what I say to like competitive shooters. Gun yes. dudes and not gun dudes. Yes. So if you're t- uh, for the masses, for people who are training, when you're basically when you're saying, "Hey, prep the trigger to the wall," what you're doing is you're getting them to pay attention to the trigger, mm-hmm. and they will. So, so that's so They'll that's pay another reason to what their fingers doing. So that's what we. So like when I, if if I teach a basic forty hour firearms class through the academy, that's how I teach positive contact wall, pull through. Yeah. Positive contact wall repeatedly over and over again, and then we take out the positive contact wall, we just get to moving through because it's just repetition of learning how your trigger works. So when we do move back to the intermediate distance for us, which is that 15 to 25 yards mm-hmm. in law enforcement, that's what I consider intermediate distance. That'd be long distance for a pistol. If you look at statistics. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's where I'm trying to get those guys ready for some of those intermediate distance shots, you know, yeah. because if they shoot at combat, you know, seven yards and in where most of our shootings happen in law enforcement, you can rip and rip it and pretty much stay on. Yeah. Right. But I can't, I found out that we can't as law enforcement do that at that, you know, at that distance, we have to yeah. know when to tap, tap the brakes, you know, hit the gas. That's exactly right. So if you have somebody, I mean, it's, it's all about the level that you're trying to train to. So if you're training like a, just somebody who's, they're not going to do any outside stuff. That's, that is that technique makes all the sense in the world prep and press because you're getting people to pay attention to the mm-hmm. it's like oh hey we're at distance now pay attention to how you're pressing the trigger let's de-emphasize the speed let's just make sure we're sending rounds where they need to go that totally makes sense for the high level competitive guys um, you pretty much are able you pretty much beat your competition by being able to shoot like it's seven yards mm-hmm. but you're at 15 yards correct that's yeah. how you win yeah, yeah. and that it's yeah. important to make that uh, point to people who are doing competitive shooting so, so that's so that's my only problem with the competitive shooters is those guys do that like you do it all the time right yes. my yes. guys my guys my SWAT guys we get to shoot a lot and most SWAT guys do right because that's part of that's part of their thing as the big department as the as the big uh, as the big department you know four to eight hours a year right? Plus quals, right? So, I mean, we have to, we have to tailor our training method and style a hundred percent to that. And you're smart doing that. See, what's good about you is you have exposed, like you understand these other ideas. You're like, Oh yeah. If you're a high level competitive shooter, this is where you'd want it to go. Oh yeah. There's All like, right. there's if no you, way I would go to like to yeah. TP, like a TTPOA class and go, Hey, we're going to do this unless the whole class just shit the bed or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. But then yeah. you understand like, Hey, realistically, this is where we can get my guys. Yeah. And that's, what's good about understanding like kind of understanding the broader world of shooting mm-hmm. technique and like, okay, what actually makes sense for us to do? Cause I, I'm not one of the competitive shooters that thinks like, Hey, if you're not dry firing an hour a day, you're lazy and you suck <laughs> or like, Hey, every cop needs to dry fire an hour a day. You don't care about your job. Like yeah. I don't believe that. I've heard that. I don't believe any of that. <laughs> I think that's, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Um, 
but you mean dry firing a little bit so make sure that you're comfortable you don't get killed like that that makes sense to yeah. me that's pretty smart yeah so how big are you on the fundamentals uh well i'll tell people like even for my level now half of my rounds for practice half so if mm -hmm. i shoot sixty thousand a year Thirty thousand is going to be on stuff that you'd consider fundamentals, single target yeah. downrange. I mean, varying up uh, speeds and like different types of things I'm trying to do, but basically just working on pulling the trigger straight at speed, half. So I like to ask my firearm guys this, and he's going to laugh when I say it. Fifty. You have round. you have a box of fifty. That's all you have for the day is training. Bullets. Okay. Right. So like, what do you do? Well, it depends on what you're trying to do. If it, I mean, if it was me, like most of the day would be dry fire. I'd probably shoot some test or some drill or some goal. I probably should spend a few rounds like, hey, let's get a baseline. Cool. All right. Then I'm going to do like my hope. My, if I have 50 rounds, my training day is dry fire. That's just what it is. So I'd shoot like my live test, whatever that is. Then I dry fire, dry fire, dry fire, dry fire, dry fire to try to do better on that live fire test, whatever it is. That's how I'd spend all my time. Okay. So, um, this is always that debate too in law enforcement. You got to be accurate. You know, you leave this. I'm like, I'm always like, man, they're equal, but you have to like, so how do you, do you gain accuracy first or you gain speed first? Like what do you, uh, in your opinion, like how do you, such an interesting question. So, uh, as we, uh, see, we've interesting. Had, we have, Yours we, wasn't. we'd have people be, yeah, mine was good. Yeah, we have people be smart. <laughs> we've had smart people. Like take a look, do statistical regression analysis on uh -huh. USPSA match results. And uh -huh. what we've found is that as you get faster, you get more accurate. Mm -hmm. As you get more accurate, you get faster. faster. You have this thinking in your head, like, hey, I'm gonna trade I'm gonna trade some some accuracy away to get more speed, or I'm gonna mm -hmm. I'm gonna slow down a little bit and get more accuracy. That's that's how I'm gonna do it. Okay, so But it, what you find is that as people train and get better, they get both faster yeah. and more accurate. But what together. you just said right. was train. So yes. they're getting the repetitions of doing both and they're going to get better at it at different levels, but they're going to progressively get better. Yeah. Right. Because they're out there doing it. What about like an average dude that's not, that only that's, does four to eight hours a year? That's not practicing? Yeah. See, yeah. so, so well, I, like I mean, to what, me with the, with that average person, it's, I would care more about accuracy than speed. Now, if 100%. I'm training a lot and we're going out, we're shooting and, and, and I'm getting competitive shooting, I can see that progression because, dude, you're, I mean, I don't care what you're doing. You do it as much as, as you or these other guys that are training, you're going to get better at it, right? But, so, in, But in law enforcement, though, if you're not one of the guys that's really training and the test day comes, you're drawing as fast as fuck. You're shooting as fast as fuck. And it turns into a shit show. Yeah. And so the human is going to do what the human does. And that is, I am fucking scared. I need to get bullets downrange fast. So that's the problem I see with law enforcement is that it, 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 once again, we always go back to how much time are you putting into that gun, whether it's dry fire, whether it's live fire, all that stuff. Because at the end of the day, when test day comes, you don't have time to be slow. You don't have the ability not to be accurate, but fuck, if you're not doing it, something's going to give. Yeah. So for less trained people, accuracy is always the premium. I mean, the first thing is like learn how to hit the targets and then you can talk about doing it faster. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of obvious. Yeah. Uh, but then what you like, honestly observed reality for me is that people get faster and more accurate together. Yeah. No, I, I, I've, I've, I'm nowhere near your speed, obviously, 
But so, I, I can't. What you're saying earlier. <laughs> but I can't. I can't shoot slow. Like it fucking irritates me. Like if we do something, I'm like, it's there. I see the dot. It's no, that's, it, it's it's where I need it to be. That's like, why PRS is not the sport for me. Yeah, it's like uh, precision rifles, not the deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then there was another question I was going to ask you. Oh uh, shit, what was it? Damn it. What's your favorite color? <laughs> Pink. pink flesh if you had to explain pink to a blind person how would you do it <laughs> i don't even know i say it's girly i say it's for chicks hey ask him uh, ask him the one you wrote down there oh um yeah one quick thing though but i hear you can burn it down with a rifle too i can burn it down with a rifle yeah. a little bit oh yeah i should talk about this upcoming so i have a, a yeah uh, you have a book with joel right yeah, so well, I should tell you the, the larger history of this is uh-huh. I, I met Matt Pranka. He came, flew to me. We trained together. He's like, hey, what do I have to do to make GM and USPSA? Uh-huh. Like, I know where he's, like, where he's from and right. who he is and all that. Merchant Marines. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, I'm like, oh, this Navy SEAL wants to come train with me. It's awesome. <laughs> so, he, yeah, so he comes and trains, and like eight months later, wow, he's a grand, grand wizard of USPSA. That's mm-hmm. pretty impressive, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's kind of worked blue. in reverse. So he, he applied a lot of my, my pistol training concepts to the rifle shooting, which he then taught back to me a few years ago. I've been working on the rifle shooting. So uh, what I have coming out is uh, an adaptive rifle training book where it's like adapting these USPSA skills to the rifle context. Here's some applicable drills, uh, reasonable par times, that sort of thing. So if you want to develop that kind of skill mm-hmm. with your rifle, I will give you an avenue to do it. And you teach rifle, don't you? Do well only yeah. only about oh, military yeah. stuff. Uh, right. There's not a big civilian market like that. The style of rifle shooting. But there's a big do, LE market, bro. There is, yeah. yeah. So like a slung rifle transitioning between rifle pistol, um, realistic distances, which is closer than people think. But I, you know, it's like that. That's something I've been working on. It's very interesting. Now, do you have any sponsors you want to give a shout out to here? Sure, Blue Bullets. They've been very good to me over the years. Absolutely. Um, hooking me up uh, with uh, bullets, making sure the training ammo goes good. Because I'm actually on your pro shop here. Yeah, Ben Steger Pro Shop is a good place yeah. to go if you want to go, like, go, go to. And like, like I mean, there's the some guns here. I'm like, yeah, these are pretty pretty high-end little, little right. shooting well, thingies uh, here. If, if you want um, uh, competitive shooting gear, books for training, uh, some tactical gear, different slings or rifle stuff, mm-hmm. uh, the stuff that I find interesting, if you go to bensteggerproshop.com, there's some stuff there. If you want a book, Amazon.com has uh, Ben Steiger. I have your book. Uh, yeah. On our last basic SWAT school, the Top Gun, I uh, I gave that book to them. Maybe I shouldn't have given it to the top gun. It to the bottom. The, yeah, I should have given it. Hey, you're the shittiest shooter. Read this fucking Read book. Read this book. Um, so this was the question I had. Obviously, you've trained um, some of the top guys in, in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you learned from them, what they're saying as far as what they're seeing when they're actually engaging the human element that you're like, okay, yeah, that, like learning that, what it, has that I mean, helped you? The biggest you? thing I hear about is target focus, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So it's like the way people react under pressure is like, oh, I mean, they just, their, their vision lasers in yeah. on whatever they, they're perceiving that to be that threat. And that's mm-hmm. just you know, further solidified me. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, target focus shooting all the time. I mean, 10 years ago, I wouldn't say this, but now it's like, hey, new shooter, like iron sights, I don't care, a dot, like if we're going to focus on a coin size spot on the target, try to drive the bullets into that. Um, your sights are going to be blurry. Your target's going to be nice and clear. Mm-hmm. That's the way to go. Yeah. It really is. It's funny. So I've, I've been shooting red dots. 
I guess maybe three years now. So somewhere on there. Cause it was with the, the, uh, his class about three years ago. Yeah. 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 So I don't really shoot irons very often anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have in the last, <clears throat> um, few months, like teenage guns that had irons on there, but I've done that where I'm like, okay, I'm going to stare at that spot on the, on the target. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? It hit there. It, and it's so weird because it's not the way I used to shoot irons. Well, the, the way your brain works is you kind of get what you ask out of your brain. Yeah. So if, you're, if you start staring in at a small spot on the target and in your mind, you're like, that's my target. Uh-huh. That little coin, even though I've got this big target around it with all these scoring rings, I, in my brain, mm-hmm. make that a small spot. You know, Mel Gibson was right about this. Like, aim small, miss small. Yeah, yeah. you were. Uh-huh. He, later on, he went to say some... Says some shit about shoes. I didn't really. Agree. But, I mean, <laughs> but aim small, miss ball. Like he was right about that. <laughs> Jews, not so much. Yeah. Oh, God, spicy. We're doing it, guys. I love yeah. it. I love it. So when you're at a match and you're shooting one uh, one of the targets of the Ipsic target, what are you focusing on? What are you? Where are you looking at on that Most target? Most of my walkthrough, uh, like once you understand, like stage strategy, mm-hmm. the, the, the particular plan or the way that you order the targets on a stage in a USPSA match, it isn't really that important. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect things that much. Most of my walkthrough is walking through there, looking at those coin size spots that I'm going to shoot. So is it, if just giving all things equal, not that the, you know, half of the A zone is, is taken away, but you have the full target is there a certain spot you're like, hey, that's where I always like to look at? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, it'd be just above the letter A, right? Just I mean, above the letter A. Yeah, just that. And why is that? That's the vital spot on a person. For, for that. And the, the A zone is configured around the vital spots for a person. And for that. that just makes the most okay. sense. So, so that, that's one of those. Th- okay, that's yeah. good to know. Uh, my question, right? Can you, can you read it? Last night you couldn't read your fucking known chicken scratch. Uh, uh, oh, other thing. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. So you're coming region seven in October. What, yes. what will uh, guys that are going to go to that class? What, what can they expect? Well, they can expect a lot of shootings. So we're going to, sh- you know, high round count. They're going to get live fire and dry fire training methods oh, for every sort of skill. So marksmanship, tar- like multiple targets, movement. They should at the end of that class mm-hmm. understand what it is they're trying to do. And most importantly, how to train it dry. Good. That's that's what I wanted to get out of it. Good deal. I'm I'm excited about that class. I'm, yeah. I want to I want to be in that one uh, for sure. Uh, so, season two, we're trying to uh, kind of stick with some theme. We didn't do it on the first two episodes. Be more professional. Okay. Yes. Uh, so our motto for uh, our organization is train hard. That's kind of been as long as I've known this organization. So, in your mind, what does train hard mean for for Ben? Train hard means you're challenging yourself every practice session. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to accomplish something. And, you're, you know, I tell people this, and I don't think they believe me, but I'm like, look, I go to the range and practice, like after 30 minutes, 45 minutes, I'm ready to throw my gun into the berm. I'm going crazy <laughs> because I'm challenging myself. I'm, yeah. I'm really in it. Like training hard is about presenting really this constant state of challenge and evolution. It's, you're not just going out there like, oh, I'm going to do the reps. Like, no, fuck yeah. that. Like, you're really <laughs> mentally, you're, tra- you're trying to challenge yourself. Yeah. And the more you challenge yourself, I, I, you get better, faster. You hop on that learning curve by challenging yourself. So like you mentally really and physically tired. Yeah, what, or whatever it is. I mean, if it's, if it's you go do a physical workout, if like a guy like you, I'm like, hey, go lift this thing. It probably is not going to be that hard for you. 
This depends what kind of thing it is. Yeah, so you're going to like, we're going to get the thing to be heavy enough that it challenges you. If it's his wiener, it's not very hard to lift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've got to challenge yourself. Yeah. Every day, every session, yep. there's a goal. Yeah. Dude, there's it makes challenge. sense, bro. It's not about just going out there and going through the motions and trying to look cool. No. Not I, about that. I, I've called Matt a few times. I'm like, dude, I want to fucking go to a shotgun because fuck this pistol because I had a bad day today. It's like... But I, I see the end results and, and, and stuff. So, no, I, I like that. Um, so, when you come to Region 7, you'll stay at the Backyard Honky Tonk. And okay. We'll, we'll, we'll drink some I don't some know more. what that is. It we'll, sounds cool. We'll drink some whiskey. That's my house. Okay. So, uh, so weird. Yeah. So yeah. weird. We'll, uh, we'll, go, we'll go swimming together. You better stuff. sleep like this. One <laughs> eye open, bro. Hey, everyone loves coming to the Backyard Honky Tonk, so I always have good drinks there for us. So. Cool. Uh, man, it was a pleasure meeting yeah, you. Man. Thank awesome. you for uh, thank you for stopping by and doing hey, you this. You guys were serious. I yeah, like that. Yeah. So Were we? Yeah, you guys are. No, I mean, you're serious about the shit that matters, which yes. is getting better. Yeah. Yes. Well, as far as being unserious about everything else, that's yeah. also important. Well, honestly, oh, yeah. Hell know, yeah, it is. Honestly, that's that's all we care about. Yeah. And through, yeah. You know, through the association. And as me, as a, as a firearms trainer for law enforcement guys and SWAT, like I, all I want to do is see my guys get better. Yeah. You know, like we had a podcast uh, last night with one of our guys and talked about training and holding the standard to our guys. And uh, behind every badge, there's a family, there's a wife, you know, kids, mm-hmm. you know, I don't usually a broken family these days. Yeah, unfortunately. unfortunately. Sad, but, but you know, I don't want to be um, the guy that was responsible for training Brandon and something bad happened to him because of my failure of a trainer or as a trainer. You know what I'm saying? The one thing that's sad for everybody, should be sad for everybody. You see a law enforcement officer get killed on duty. Yep. That's a sad thing. Mm-hmm. Because the way, you know, modern, you know, any functional society works, it says, hey, if I have a problem or there's some unsafe situation, I call the cops. Yep. They got to come here and sort this out. And they, that's what they're for. And we, it's horrible when they don't all come home. Yeah, it's crazy. That's not what we want. Not at all. But again, Ben, thank you for everything. Yeah. Uh, thank you for uh, coming to teach at the conference. Thanks for coming yes. to Region 7. Yes. Thanks for doing <laughs> this shitty podcast nah, with us. Man. Okay. Man. Uh, hey, we got him drunk a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 We got we're, you a cool class. We're nowhere near drunk. Okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. think we want to do uh, that I, yet. Dude, okay, listen. This man's a fucking professional. That's yes, true. That's I am true. A professional. <laughs> I'm a professional Not at many things. professional in the way you think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything? Any closing words? No, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, for people who want to get better, uh, bensegger.com, bensegerproshop.com. Uh, if you want a book on Amazon, like uh, I'm easy to find or if you want whatever. Like, and coming to a region near you in TTPOA. That's true. Yep. Awesome. Coming to, coming to you. Well, Ben, thank you. Brandon, I'll see you in a little bit. Yeah, I know, right? All right. Stay safe, train hard. Train hard.